0: In Southeast AgNet's Ag and Review for the week ending September the 4th, the sign-up for the Margin Protection Program for Dairy Producers is set to end at the end of the month. Farm Service Agency Administrator Val Docini discusses the program and urges producers to get signed up by September 30th. The Margin Protection Program for Dairy replaced an older dairy program that had been around for some time, and MPP provides a safety net when the margins between the national price of feed and the national price of milk hit a certain level. And last December, we had the first sign up for MPP and enrolled about 25,000 family dairy operations around the country. We're in the process of doing that for the 2016 year, and that will end on the 30th of September. So dairies that are interested in learning more about the Margin Protection Program, should certainly call their local FSA County office. They can also visit our website, which is fsa.usda.gov, and there are a variety of fact sheets and other helpful tools that will educate folks more both about the Margin Protection Program as well as a variety of other FSA programs. Well, international weather experts have put out a new forecast for the current El Nino, and Gary Crawford has an update on what we might expect. This current El Nino is strong now, getting stronger, and the World Meteorological Organization is saying this week this warming of the tropical Pacific Ocean could end up being the strongest El Nino since 1950. Agriculture Department meteorologist Brad Rippey says this is a mixed blessing, he says, with a strong El Nino. We do expect almost certainty of heavy rain across at least Southern California. How far north that spreads in California will really ultimately decide how much relief we get from this four-year drought. But for Southern California plus the Southern Plains and Gulf Coast... It may be too much of a good thing... It's very typical with a strong El Nino to see flooding rains at times during the cold season. But just the opposite for the Northwest, where it's already very dry, and with a strong El Nino. We don't expect much rain or snow in states like Washington, Oregon, and Idaho through the October to April wet season, and that could be really catastrophic. But Rippey says this is all based on what typically happens with El Ninos, but doesn't happen in all years. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Washington. In other news, there was a change to the peanut posted price this week. Tyron Spearman has that information along with this week's peanut crop update.
1: The national posted price on peanuts went back to the regular level of $424.50 per ton after being dropped to $170 or $100 below the price support of 355 That moved a lot of peanuts, according to USDA The repayment quantity related to the market gain, 98,446 tons. That moved a lot of peanuts out of the uh, pile. There's still 117,000 tons remaining in the loan. So far, USDA reports 110,852 tons of forfeited peanuts from the 14 crop. And that is an interesting number because they're going to have to be sold in the trade. And the peanut crop just now getting ready to be harvested. From the Ag Statistics Service, Georgia said they are just getting started with peanut digging. No recorded number yet. The crop conditions 1% very poor, 3% poor, 21% fair, 52% good, and 23% excellent. But the soil moisture is showing 5% very short, 26% short, 64% adequate, and 5% surplus. The farmers reporting it's getting dry. We need rain to make the digging of the peanuts a little bit easier. The rains from Hurricane Erica did not develop as first thought and many farmers are returning to the field now to check their peanuts to make sure they're ready for digging. Alabama soil moisture, 3% very short, 24% short, 60% adequate, and they are 13% surplus. Their crop is 3% poor, 17% fair in Alabama, 63 good, and 17% excellent. Good weather, they said, for corn harvesting and they're just getting started on peanuts. Florida's showing their soil moisture at 10% short, 65 adequate, 25% surplus. Rain has delayed a lot of things in Florida this week. They've continued to get rain out of the Gulf, and they're needing some dry weather to get those peanuts dug and get them to the harvest. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast AgNet.
0: Cotton Cultivated is a brand new website that was developed to give the cotton growing community quick and easy access to important cotton information. Director of Ag Research for Cotton Incorporated, Ryan Kurtz, invites cotton growers to try it out.
2: Just this past Monday, we launched the Cotton Cultivated website. The goal of the website is to provide growers, consultants, or really anybody working in the cotton production industry with easy access to cotton-related production information.
0: Kurt said the cotton-growing community was looking for an easier way to find information.
2: The origin of the site started a couple years back where our board members were requesting easier access online to the research that their checkoff dollars were funding. So that's how we came up with this concept. And through several iterations of discussing it internally and working with some outside groups, we came up with the concept for the Cotton Cultivated website.
0: To learn more, just go to cottoncultivated.cottoninc.com. Also, Kathy Isom tells us how the USDA is expanding its farm safety net.
1: Specialty crop organic and beginning farmers are among those covered under a risk management program now expanded to serve the entire nation. What I
2: think Whole Farm offers that other policies may not offer is we look at the revenue from your entire operation, provide a safety net that works for people who may be very diverse, for people who may grow crops that we don't have a crop insurance policy specific for that crop.
1: That's USDA Risk Management Agency Administrator Brandon Willis from last October when Whole Farm Revenue Insurance was introduced as a pilot program of coverage for specialty crop, organic, and beginning farmers and producers who previously had been underserved in the risk management safety net. Now the program is available to all U.S. counties starting in the 2016 crop insurance year. More details available through RMA's Whole Farm webpage or your local crop insurance agent. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast AgNet.
0: And to wrap up this week's podcast, Evergrinder talks about how water consumption continues to grow.
2: Quite common in my daily comments is the growing demand for food to feed a rapidly growing population. Well, now, just as vital to human survival is consumption of water, and we're not producing any more water. Believe me, there are a lot of people who are aware of this. Agriculture is one of the biggest consumers of fresh water. Not the biggest. That distinction goes to the electric energy industry. Agriculture is second. But science sees no way to limit or reduce the amount of water it takes to keep us going. I mean, to reduce one sector it would only increase use by another. Crop irrigation requires an average of 115 billion gallons of water every day. It isn't practical to reduce that. That would reduce food production. The coming decade will see a strong emphasis on water conservation by everybody, including your home, which, by the way, is fifth on the list of users. Everett Griner, Southeast Agnet.
0: Those stories and more from this past week can be heard on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.